Right, hello everybody. Welcome back to Driving Theology. My name's Mike, and it is July. What day in July? Well, glad you asked. It is July 26th. And uh, we have just gotten back from Hawaii for my daughter's wedding. Now it is really hot here, so I'm gonna have to blast the air conditioner. Uh, unreasonably, unreasonably loudly for a little while, just until I get a little cooler. Um, so bear with me, bear with the noise, but I did want to go ahead and touch base with you guys. I haven't been able to post for a couple weeks, because as I said, I've been in Hawaii uh, officiating my daughter's wedding and helping her getting ready for it and helping her to get, helping her get ready for it. Uh, along with my wife and my daughters, we were all in Hawaii together celebrating uh, my daughter's wedding to a wonderful guy named Rob, uh, who is now my son-in-law. We got back uh, last Friday, yeah, I believe last Friday afternoon. So we've been back almost five or six days, but this is the day that I record the podcast, so I'll just record it today as usual, but it's not quite as usual because I don't have my morning classes today, uh, just the afternoon ones, and so uh, it is instead of uh, 9.20 when I usually start my podcast in the morning, it is now five minutes after one, might be able to manage to turn this down just a little bit, I suppose, probably... Sun, so it's rather hot the direction I'm going but that's just because I'm recording in the afternoon so uh, what's been going on with you guys um, obviously I've been thinking a lot about weddings and marriage and that's something that I uh, I know talked about in previous podcasts so I don't want to talk about that too much today um, but I will say it was a great experience it was uh, Incredibly difficult to marry my own daughter. Uh, off, off to someone else, not to marry my own daughter, uh, but to officiate my own daughter's wedding. It's the first time I've officiated a wedding for someone so close to me. Um, but it was a good experience. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and and uh, it was great meeting my uh, son-in-law's, uh, entire family. His family, uh, is both, uh, American and, uh, also Hawaiian. I realize Hawaiians are Americans. Uh, I'm not trying to say anything racial, um, just, uh, cultural, I guess. Uh, they do speak their own language and have their own religions and folklore and all of that stuff. And, so uh, it was great to meet those people, eat a little Hawaiian food. A lot of my family came in town for the wedding as well, and so that was great. I'll turn this down a click, at least. 
so that was really good and uh, spent a lot of time with uh, not just my sisters and their husbands but also my nephew and his wife um, and of course my own daughters two of my daughters live in Hawaii now one got married and the other one is living with her with her and her uh, her husband <laughs> I can now say husband wow uh, yeah so that's what's been going going on with us man Hawaii was just just paradise I know that's cliche, um, but there is something real, tangible, um, that comes with calling something paradise. And usually, uh, it at least has to do with great weather. Uh, and while we were there, Hawaii had wonderful weather. We had one somewhat stormy day, but it wasn't anything to write home about really I don't think we had lightning once we had a little bit of a little bit of rain a little bit of you know a few clouds and a whole lot of sunshine almost every day uh, and and rainbows almost every day it's crazy how many rainbows we'd see uh, just spending a couple weeks in Hawaii but that's just because the weather is often both rainy and sunny simultaneously different parts of the island and so that makes for some uh, beautiful rainbow viewing um, and it was just great yeah it was wonderful uh, the weather was mild it was it was hot you know when, the, when you were in the sun and the wind wasn't blowing it was it could be hot maybe in the mid 80s usually um, but generally speaking it was less humid than than here in Japan and and cooler uh, and just just better weather now we've come back to Japan and it's been great weather since we've been back and we've got uh, well for Japan uh, it's perfect summer weather it's hot and uh, good good weather for for being in the ocean for sure which I think I'm gonna have to be this weekend if I can get out there um, it's a good way to deal with the heat usually uh, in this part of Japan <clears throat> yeah, so where do all of these these ideas of, of paradise, paradiso, uh, there are different words for it. Uh, another word is, um, oh, what is the word? Uh, Elysium, Elysium, uh, I think is the Latin word for uh, heaven. Uh, of course, we use heaven, uh, paradise. Uh, in Italian, I think it's cello. And it might be cielo in Spanish. Cello, cielo. I don't remember what it is in French. Um, actually, I think it's ciel. Um, at least that's sky. Uh, and a lot of times in in Western languages, sky and heaven are used interchangeably. The heavens equals really the sky. And looking outward from the world, um, whatever you see. Um, and and at what point did heaven become detached from this world? Did it become a place 
that was other than this world. Now, I, I realize um, that there's different ideas of heaven. For example, uh, the way I look at heaven is that it's another dimension uh, in which God's reign is, is completely sovereign, that his love rules uh, completely, and he, he is uh, both in charge, in control, uh, in as much as, as he controls things, you know, whatever that means to God, and I've talked about that before. Um, it's another dimension that is not really far from here. It's just other than here. It's, 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 it's here and it's not here at the same time. Um, and maybe it's just our inability to see it that makes it seem so distant. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but um, the other heaven that we generally think about is the, the, the afterlife, right? The the place, the good place that, that people believe they might go um, after they die. And many people believe that to be other than this world, a place not on this world, uh, but in that other dimension that's going to be a, a completely spiritual existence uh, and have no physical traits whatsoever. And that, that, that idea of heaven has led to a uh, suspicion uh, of all things physical, that, that basically physical is corrupt and evil and bad, and spiritual is pure and innocent and good, or something like this. Uh, and what I've learned is that that's actually Platonic thought. That's not. Uh, that's neither uh, uh, Jewish, uh, nor is it, is it Christian thought, although it's become. Christian thought, um, but actually Plato introduced this idea that the physical, that our bodies are evil and yet our spirits can be good and they have to be separated in order to, you know, achieve heaven or, or whatever. Um, anyway, I'm not quite sure at what point uh, heaven stopped being the, the you know, again, the, the second idea of heaven, the the heaven that, as a place that we will go to uh, that is good after we die, uh, at what point did that become not this world? Because the biblical idea, uh, as uh, found in Revelation, is not that this world is going anywhere. Uh, in fact, you know, John 3.16, one of the most Christ, uh, famous Christian verses uh, ever for God so loved the world, tells us that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. Genesis 1-1 tells us that, or Genesis chapter 1 tells us that God made the world and, and that he thought it was good. He, he made a good world and everything in it he made was good. Um, and, and so the Christian, the truly, to me, the truly Christian idea should be that God loves this world that he called good and it's important to him and that he made us for the world to live in the world and beyond the world uh, for all time. This is our home. He made it for us. 
and he made us for it. And so the Christian idea that I see, that I have teased out over the years, is is actually more of a God is going to, um, through the help, okay, I better be careful here, I may overstep what I want to say, that the idea is not that God is going to destroy this world and send us to a better place, but that God is going to fix this world. That this world will be better than it is now. That whatever is has become corrupt, uh, whatever has stopped working or has malfunctioned or is misfiring, will all be repaired and fixed. And the world will be as heaven is and that God will be sovereign um, on earth as he is in heaven that God's loving sovereignty God's sovereignty is only love um, that's his that's how he is in the world he operates from love and through love and, and, and that's what he gives to the world so that his, that love will repair the world and will make it a better place for us to dwell. We will dwell here and heaven and, and earth will, will become one. Now to me, this is the much more orthodox idea uh, of Christianity. This is a big part of the gospel message, I think. Um, because salvation, salvation unto that world is all about us being deemed um, suitable for that world. That God has said we are, uh, we are worth keeping. <sighs> Sorry, just drinking a little H2O. It's kind of hot in this car. Uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, as, you, as you're in a place, and I'm sure we've all been in a place where we thought was better than where we were from. Uh, usually that's the case. You know, that's the whole grass, always, grass is always greener syndrome. Still, when you're there, uh, you start to you start to compare it to uh, the good things of that place and compare it to the bad things of your place uh, where you're from, and uh, you see it as kind of a, a paradise, more or less, right? Um, for some reason, over there is always better than here. For some reason, uh, yeah. So. It was nice, you know, being in a in a place with such wonderful weather and, and, and beautiful nature. I was snorkeling one day. The second day, because the first day was a disaster, uh, lost my snorkeling gear and the waves couldn't get out to the place uh, because the waves were pounding me so hard. Uh, couldn't get my fins to work very well. And anyway, um, long story short. We went out a second day to a better place 
and had a great experience. Beautiful snorkeling experience. Uh, got to see a sea turtle, many fish, beautiful, beautiful fish. Uh, and that was just a wonderful experience. Um, but when you see beautiful nature and you have beautiful weather and, and you're away from your, you know, let's face it, you're, when you're in those places, you're away from your normal uh, mundane life. You know, you're not worrying about taking out the trash and paying the bills and, and uh, you know, whatever else you have to do. You're kind of free during that time. Uh, so, yeah, it, um, makes you think of heaven, makes you think of paradise. Uh, paradise is something that we have used, the idea of paradise. You really see it in the, uh, book and movie, uh, Silence by, I think it's Shushaku Endo. I'm sure I said that right. I know Endo's right. Um, the book about the Christian persecutions um, in 16th century Japan, 16th, 17th century Japan, you see that missionaries uh, have held this promise of paradise uh, and used it as a lure uh, to, to lure people into uh, becoming Christians, right? That's the way that it's been done. Uh, and if that didn't work, they used the fear of hell to do the same thing. Now, what I don't want to emphasize is that somehow heaven and hell are on the two ends of the same spectrum. I think, I think heaven and promise and hope is a good thing uh, for us to offer to people, uh, as long as it's um, for the right reasons and, and as true as we can make it, right? I don't think there's a problem with that so much, uh, but it, I don't. I don't think it can be the whole story either. You know, it can't be the the only thing we do. Uh, there has to be something else that that goes on uh, that helps people want to trust Jesus with their with their lives, right? to believe on Jesus uh, and to want to live like Jesus. And I think that's that's the benefits uh, that we can receive now, both for us and for other people, right? Living, living like Christ is simply good for the world. It heals the world. It, it brings... Um, oh, come on, guys. You're both pretty. Can I just zoom around you? Because I will. trucks that don't want to risk driving over a bridge together. It stops all traffic. Uh, oh my goodness, it's a lot of trucks. So, yeah. Um, living for Christ and, and living like Christ in the world is, is good for you and it's good for the world. It's good for the people in your context. It brings brings connection. It brings family. It brings um, it, it provides what people need spiritually, 
physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, when you live like Christ, you are the medicine for the brokenness around you. When you live like Christ, you are you're the cure, right? To live like Christ is to be the cure for everything broken in the world, at least where you're at. And the more people that do this in a given place, the more healing visits that place. There are, there are positive consequences for living like Christ. If it were not so, uh, we wouldn't do it, right? Um, except, instead of being told that, that you, you will bring salvation to the people around you, uh, and I don't mean salvation as in being saved so that you can go to heaven, but being saved from the things that ail you now. Alien? Is that the right word? Things that, I think that's right, the things that ail you now, right? Uh, and part of that's through community, part of that's through benevolence, uh, part of that's through just communication and friendship, companionship. Um, but what the church made it to me is that salvation uh, comes through believing the correct things so that you can go to heaven. And that's just a bastardization of what the gospel is. But that's what it's become nonetheless. It's very difficult to, to rewrite this narrative uh, because so many people have believed it. And people who are not Christians believe that's what the narrative is because that's been the prevalent narrative. Uh, and, and so... You know, missionaries have, have long held out uh, the carrot, uh, but they've also used the stick, right? The carrot of heaven and the stick of hell to drive people toward whatever, whatever goal they had in mind for those people. Much of which was bad, much of which was slavery, if, if we're honest gathering wealth for you, for your rich uh, royalty patrons back in Europe. That's what happened a lot in the Americas, for sure. And fear of that, I think, is what drove the Japanese authorities to reject Christianity and to fight so hard to eradicate it. But today, we're still preaching the wrong gospel. Um, we are still trying to save people from hell and push them into heaven as opposed to realizing that many people are in hell now and that the heaven they could receive through Christ would, would heal them now and here here and now right it's just it's just a mistaken gospel Ugh. It's not really, it's not really a cosmic gospel, is it? It's a, you know, it's a, it's a local gospel. It's a, it's a personal gospel, but not in the, not in the, you know, individualistic, selfish, uh, personalistic American way. Uh, it's, it's, it's for your context. It gives you real healing now. This is why the, the church in Acts 
they uh, had all things in common. They ate, they ate together. They spent time together. Okay, so they ate together. They fulfilled physical needs. They spent time together. They fulfilled emotional needs. Right? Uh, they, they studied the, the scriptures together and prayed together. They fulfilled spiritual needs. Um, and they, they shared their wealth. They fulfilled financial needs for one another. Right? This is what they did for one another. And the, the modern world is not set up for such an existence. It just simply isn't. It's not set up like that. We keep our finances, finances secret as much as we can. Uh, we don't really uh, talk in, in terms of, you know, what I have is yours and what's yours is mine, right? And what's ours is theirs and what's theirs is ours. We don't, that, that sounds like communism too much to people. So what's happened is that politics has entered into uh, corrupt the gospel as well. Somehow capitalism and quote-unquote uh, democracy is how Christianity should be. But the problem is capitalism and democracy are antithetical in many ways to the gospel. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. Kind of... Uh, Kind of hopeless in a lot of ways, right? I mean, when you when you try to think about how how is the gospel ever going to actually uh, take hold in a place when we're so into owning things and, and hoarding things uh, that that's so important to us? How is how is the gospel ever going to to spread to take to take hold to latch on? And that's a, you know, that's the question, right? And I know it is in some places. I know there are pockets, but, you know, this, this gospel is meant to spread over the world like a wildfire, like a wildfire, in a good way, not in a bad way. It's meant to, to bring healing to all kinds of people in all kinds of circumstances. And it's made for all. It's, it's literally adaptable in every situation for people in all walks of life while this car in front of me is called the Grace. The Honda Grace. It's interesting. So to me that's the you know that's the question. What what how do we live in such a way that is life giving and life affirming uh, that that is that is healing and helping that serves people in such a way that inspires them to serve others as well. It's really a system of pay it forward as 
as opposed to pay it back. Capitalism is all about pay it back. It's it's all about what's the word? Um, transactions, right? It's transactional in nature. Sorry, I really wish I could turn down this air conditioner more. It is really hot today. I don't know what the temperature is outside, but my guess is, yeah, 37. It's probably right around 90 degrees. Something like that. 37, my goodness. 37, I didn't think it was going to get that hot today. It's hot in the hot tub, but it is the hottest time of the day right now, too. That's for sure. Well, the heat here doesn't make it feel like it is, uh, well, it says it's actually uh, only 35 here. <laughs> only 35. Uh, 35 for the next two or three days. 35 is pretty hot. Pretty hot. Celsius, yeah, so it's actually 95 here right now. 95 degrees, my goodness. That is a hot day. Uh, so I'll be getting to my destination here in about five minutes, it looks like. Not a minute too soon. <laughs> Would like to get into the air-conditioned classroom as soon as I can. Uh, so yeah, I kind of went on a journey. I went from the idea of paradise and heaven and into how it uh, it was uh, used as a lure, as a carrot, if you will, uh, to lure people into the church. Um, the promise that your life won't become better now, necessarily, but will become as wonderful as you can possibly imagine it and even better uh, in the afterlife, after death. Your life may be full of suffering now, but as long as you believe in Christ, uh, you will live forever, and it will have been worth it. Um, I, I was raised with this idea, and I, and I have to say, you know, in my heart of hearts, I probably still believe it. I I do believe that, that eternity is real, and that uh, for whatever reason, my inner self, my spirit longs to uh, be a part of Christ forever. Uh, I think it would be a wonderful, magical thing to, to see a world where the limits are removed, where the, um, all of the corruption is removed, uh, where people are free, where there's no war, no death, no dying, no hunger, no sickness, uh, there's no aging. Uh, that world, of course, appeals to me. You know, I, who wouldn't want to live there? I mean, after you've worked a day like today, when you're going to teach for the next three and a half hours, you're going to have to teach, uh, you know, some 40 uh kindergartner and elementary school kids English in 95 degree heat well hopefully the air conditioner will be working well we'll see about that you long for a place like that you long for a place with wonderful weather with cool water um, with a 
abundant food and drink, uh, with shade and with rest. Uh, and you, you long for a place where you won't be sick. I was sick last week after I got back from Hawaii. I came down with a, a severe stomach cramps, which I have not completely healed from. Uh, that's been since Saturday night, actually. Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. This is day four, still having some just stomach uneasiness. Uh, but I had really high fever the first day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I long for a world without sickness. I've been sick the last couple of years way more than I would like to. Uh, I've never liked to be sick, I guess. But sometimes sickness helps you slow down and helps you get the rest your body needs. And uh, so I accept it. But I would love to live in a world where you don't have to worry about poison and, and you know, brittle bones and, and uh, blowing out your knee and, you know, whatever. Where the world is just, is longing and wants to live in harmony with, with all of the beings on it. That, that, you know, a world that, that is completely safe, but not just safe, that, that is so much a part of you, it's sort of like how the, the, the earth is, uh, the world is, uh, I forget the planet's name, uh, in the movie Avatar, and the sequel that came out last year, which I did see, you know, it's sort of like that, it's, there's this symbiotic relationship. And when that is in sync, and everybody is, is living for each other, plants for the animals and the animals for the plants, and, and everybody's in a great relationship with Ewa, which is their name for God, it sounds a lot like Yahweh, uh, then, you know, it's not to love about that. It sounds awesome. Sounds like we would have an infinite um, curiosity in the world, you know, an inf infinite uh, world to discover, nothing to be afraid of, and only beauty to find. Sounds wonderful. Um, I wish that on all of you guys. Hope that for all the people that are driving in the cars around me right now. For the lady in the car that's called the grace. I hope that she gets that kind of grace. Um, yeah. Huh. Heaven. Paradiso. Elysium. Cello. So, yeah. Uh, wow. Heaven. That's what we talked about, huh? sure how we got there but it was interesting it was a journey uh thanks for taking it with me and uh we'll talk to you guys later thanks a lot bye-bye